Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island, and we have a fucking awesome guest today. Uh, we have Reggie Watkins. Now, he plays Keith, the Black Panther leader on Good Girls Revolt, his shooter on uh, This Is Us, Marvin Webster on Bosch, which is the Amazon Prime show. He's been in episodes of Community, Key and Peele, Justified, like, we get into it about his work. Like, I that fucking one of my favorite episodes of Community, uh, one of my favorite scenes in Good Girls Revolts, which I kind of geek out over in this episode, but, um, so let me give you a little background about this episode. So we recorded this on Festivus, which was, uh, December 23rd. I was just out all day doing something that took longer. I think we both had to travel the next day. My energy was so low and I was so tired. And, uh, so when I was jumping on, I was, I was really excited to talk to Reggie. But the dude just has this infectious energy, and I just really think he made this episode even better because he was just so enthusiastic. And I know we both were leaving uh, to travel the next day and had a million things to do. And the fact that he carved out some time just to talk to me for a minute was just like it was really fucking nice and a really nice dude, really cool. Uh, he's turns out he's a comedian as well and a funny, funny guy in the episode. Just. I just feel like we really connected and I was just I'm so thankful this episode came out so well. Um, you know, if you're a fan of all those things I mentioned, you're going to love this episode. Like, he's in the Key and Peele sketch, uh, Pussy on the Chainwax. I fucking love that sketch. I'm hoping that, uh, we're going to cover that on, uh, Sketched Out on TV, which is my other podcast where we talk about sketch comedy. We've been wanting to do Key and Peele for a while, so I think that's going to have to happen. Uh, but you know, hit up Reggie on Twitter. He's at Reggie Watkins Jr. Uh, he's not kidding. He will, he, he interacts with people. I mean, he, we, he came on the podcast. We met through Twitter. Uh, just such a talented dude. And I, and I really mean it. I said this to him in the episode, but like, uh, if you hadn't seen Good Girls Revolt, it's on Amazon Prime. It's a beautiful show. It's one of my favorite shows. If it does not come back, it will be that show that everyone on it will go on. It will be the next Freaks and Geeks where everyone's going to become a superstar. He has one of the most important scenes with the Black Panther leader, this really cool storyline. And he just crushes it. So like, I was expecting a dramatic act, a dramatic kind of person. He is so upbeat and outgoing and just nice and he's so talented. And you know, this is us. It's a huge fucking show. So that's fucking nuts. Uh, I, I, I do like that show. I've been watching it. I do really enjoy it. I need to watch Bosch. Uh, but dude's on everything. He's, uh, he's everywhere. I mean, just keep your eyes out on Reggie Watkins. This dude's going to blow up. Hit him up on Twitter. Tell him you heard this, uh, episode. Follow him on Instagram, which is Instagram.com slash Reg Watkins. As for me, I was recently an episode on The Broken Brain. Shout out to Dwight Hurst for having me on. We talk about Christmas specials. That was a ton of fun. I just recorded an episode for uh, Everything is Awesome podcast. Uh, that will be up sometime next month. And I hope... Oh, yeah, it's New Year, so Happy New Year's to you, fine folks. Oh, uh, to Reggie's sister, in case you listen, happy birthday. Uh, one of the parts had to get cut out. He mentioned it was his sister's birthday today. And he wanted to wish her a happy birthday, and unfortunately, the audio thing got screwed up, so it didn't make it. So, Reggie's sister, I'm sorry I don't know your name, but your brother did say happy birthday to you, because he's a good dude. Uh, anyway, follow me on Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast. If you like the show, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, I know, uh, find us on the Core Temp Arts Network, coretemparts.com. The only takeaway here is just follow at Reggie Watkins Jr. on Twitter, and tell him how awesome he is, and God, I cannot wait to see what other huge fucking amazing uh, TV shows or movies this guy is going to pop up in, and then like a year from now, he's going to be like in like Star Wars or some shit, and I'll be like, he was on my podcast! 
So keep your eye on this one. He's, he's going to go somewhere. Um, well, anyway, let's get to it. Let's Chat with Revel and Friends is part of Court and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows, That Pop This Live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain at courtandparts.com. The hug, the hug, you never thought that hip-hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid Debris. Funk, Master Flex, Love, Punk, Star, Ski. So where, where are you from? I am from San Jose, California. Oh, um, all right. You're from California. You know where that's at. Southern California, right? No, it's Northern California. North, okay, I've been to San Fran and once. Northern California, and we are the third largest city in California. It's something I always have to tell people because <laughs> they don't ever really respect San Jose the way they should. But that's where your computers come from, Silicon Valley, all oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was it like growing up there? Was this before the tech boom? Uh, yeah, that was before the tech. But, but you know, um, Apple, IBM was always there in mm-hmm. Silicon Valley, um, but it just wasn't like a – you know, as far as when I was a kid, it wasn't something we really thought about and knew about. Like, I I knew there wasn't, you know, I played on a Macintosh computer. I played Where in the World is Carmen San Diego and Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, all the time. I knew those, but I didn't really know about, you know, the wave of things that were coming with yeah, computers yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, but it was amazing. It was, it was a good place to be. Um, you know, the weather isn't the same as it is down here in Southern California, but very cool place. Um, love to, ra- you know, good place to raise a family. Really amazing. Yeah, it's like, so I'm from the Northeast, and so like, the fact that you could be eight hours away from your home and still be in the same state like blows my mind. Right. It just doesn't. <laughs> I, if I, I live in Rhode Island. I live in Providence, Rhode Island, right now. So if I drive 40 minutes, I'm in Connecticut. If I You're drive in Connecticut already out. Three minutes. I'm like three minutes. I'm in the center of the state, and I'm like literally five minutes from Massachusetts. That so, is wild. That's eight hours is like DC or like. Yeah. Like, I used to date a girl from um that was out in in in, in uh, Rhode Island. No uh, way. You know. I, I think yeah, date a girl. I think you guys have a large like Cape Verdean. Community. Huge. Yeah. 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 She was Cape Verdean. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like Portuguese and Cape Verdean and Italian is like the three yeah. things. Yeah. I, which I don't know tons about Cape Verdean, but some everyone I've ever met here is from there. I'm like, oh, <laughs> awesome. I just yeah. I moved here like five years ago. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's oh, that's nuts. And no one ever knows where we are. I'm like, <laughs> they're like Long Island. I'm like, no, 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 really. no it's a state. Take some geography. Uh, I'm actually listening to a podcast right now that deals with Rhode Island. Crime Town. Uh, have you heard of Crime Town? Yo, isn't that awesome? Dude, it's so amazing. It's like, the new serial. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's way better than. You know I mean, I think it's on the same level as the first ep- the first season of Serial. Yes. And then the second season that kind of lost me with the um oh, the Bobergo yeah. I kind of got lost on that because it just wasn't as entertaining. But this is this yeah. is entertaining. I don't know like, any because I didn't grow up here, so like I don't know. I've I've always I've know her names, so I don't know the history and hearing that shit and some of that stuff was like, this actually fucking happened? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, this is like our country fifty years ago, which. Yeah, I guess I know that part, but it just it, it blows my mind. Some of the stuff they talk about I was like, yeah, dude, th- how's much of a stereotype though? The apartment I live in is owned by was owned before we went to jail by some like big Rhode Island mobster. Um, I don't oh, know his wow. name, so it's like my landlord isn't the mobster now, but she bought it from some guy who was was going to jail for like uh, <laughs> for something for the mob. I'm like, that's such a fucking stereotype of the state. <laughs> 
That's crazy. So what's your journey to uh, to find acting? Um, well, I've always been like, um, I mean, I've always been like a performer. You know, I mean, I was a kid. I used to sing for company. You know, you know, every kid does that. You sing in the hallway when, or in the living room when friends yeah, yeah. come over, family and everything. So I would sing, and you know, I would watch old watch movies and then reenact them. Um, you know, when company was over, and I would try. I, I mean, I was a kid. I would try little comedy bits. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'd write some stuff down that I'd go to school and I'd try them out. And Damn. <laughs> It's like I'd be trying material as a kid. And so I was always in that that vein of it. And, you know, I started out in church doing like, you know, church speeches and church plays. And then as I got older, I just always stayed involved in mm. performing of some sort. I mean, I played football until I was 21. And even in football, I was always wanting to entertain. You know, I was a yeah, quarterback, yeah. wide receiver when I got to college. And I just always wanted to be a showman of some sort. And, and you know, as it happened, I got injured playing football. Um, uh, when I was, I, think, I believe it was 20, was 20 years old, I got injured from oh. my ACL oh. and uh, yeah, just wasn't the same runner after that. And, you know, it just pushed me towards the entertainment industry. And, um, I did a play at a, I was in school at a place called West Valley college in, um, Northern California. And, um, I did a play and after I did the play, you remember the, the drama teacher there was like, dude, you should go to LA. And I was like, yeah, I've, I've been thinking about it. I want to. And um, I did that play. It was called Bad Habits. Did the play and started doing stand-up locally around San Jose nice. and um, the Bay Area, you know, San Francisco and Oakland. And uh, once I hit, you know, kind of like the ceiling for amateurs there, I yeah. moved down. And I went to um, San Diego. I moved to San Diego and I started working at the uh, comedy store in La Jolla. Oh, shit. Yeah. I worked there as a doorman, and as a doorman, they let me do time pretty much every night mm-hmm. that I was working. I could get up there and do like five minutes or whatever. And so I, I honed that and made friends with uh, you know a lot of people who I'm still friends with to this day out in Hollywood now who kind of guided me along and gave me shows out in San Diego. And then when I hit the ceiling there from going, you know, being in San Diego and driving out to Los Angeles all the time to do the open mics at the Laugh Factory um, – I started gaining friends and, you know, getting some people who told me, hey, come out. And I got out here and got into it and hustled, hustled, hustled. And been working, too. Been working. Now I'm here. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> who are your, who are your stand-up guys? Like, who did you start up with? Um, What's your class? Well, I grew up with – I grew up doing shows um, with uh, Sam Tripoli. I don't know if you – you know, you, you might know Sam Tripoli. Um, yeah, I know the name. To, Sam Tripoli. Uh, Dane Cook was actually the guy who – Got, he was like my inspiration for comedy. Yeah. And I used to drive out to, I used to drive out to LA to do the open mic in Hollywood at the Laugh Factory. And then it was on Tuesday nights. And then you go across the street and there was a club called Dublin's. It was like made famous kind of by Jay Z, bubbling in Dublin's. It was like, oh, a yeah, line, yeah, okay, yeah, song, yeah. Right. And, um, there was a free comedy show that a guy named Jay Davis, who's still a, a good uh, friend of mine, Jay Davis used to put on and it was a free show. Dane Cook would headline, and you'd have people just stop in every all night. You'd have, you know, Chris Rock would drop in and do a set. Michael Richards, before he went crazy, would drop yeah. in and do a set. And you know what I mean? Like Tommy Davidson, David Allen Greer, like, you know, you Gary Goldman. You'd have all these guys drop in. And eventually I started hanging out enough, and Jay started putting me on. Ahmed Ahmed, who's a comic who travels around right now. He's oh, amazing. yeah, he's fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's hilarious, man. Um, that guy, you know, him and him and Jay Davis kind of took me under their wing and had me come, and they let me do shows at Dublin. So I'd be out there hanging out, 
I'd be hanging out in the back in like a little, they had this little tunnel kind of place where you hang out the comics. So I'm hanging out with Dane and Gary and Ahmed and Jay and just learning the ropes. And, you know, Tony Rock, who's uh, Chris Rock's brother, hilarious comic. I mean, I grew up with those guys and it was just a good time, really good time. That's funny because like your your IMDb page, it looked like you were like a dramatic actor. You've been in some dramas, but I didn't know you were a comedian, which makes me like you even more. <laughs> like, right? I mean, it was crazy because I, I started out as a comic. But I've, it just sort of gravitated towards drama. I'm always going in for dramas, but I always going for I go in for com- comedies too. And I've been close, you know. I've been there yeah, yeah. to be in the you know, the, the the ensemble star on a comedy show. It's just hasn't happened yet. But you know, it will. It will. Live another day. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Well, it's, I I I mean, I'm a firm believer that a, a comedian. Comedian can do drama, but not all, almost any good comedian can do drama, but not all dramatic actors can do comedy. And, I believe. This I mean, look at Johnny Depp and fucking Mordecai. I mean, isn't that like the epitome of just like I could do this? Like, no, no, you can't. But then, like, uh, <laughs> it was funny because we were. I was just talking about. I did a podcast this morning, and we were talking about uh, the app development episode of Community. And then I just happened to scroll by. I'm like, and you're in that and episode. I was, in that one. I was like, no fucking way. It's like my favorite yeah. fucking one of my favorite episodes of that. So that's one of my favorite oh, shows. Man. That show's fucking oh, yeah. out there. Community is really cool. Joe McHale was so dope, man. It was just a good time hanging out. And um, he does stand yeah, up too. Yeah, he he started he started out doing stand up. He he played football. I yeah, played football for um I believe he played for um Washington. What did he play for? He played for the Oregon State or Washington? Well, I think he played for Washington University yeah, yeah. of Washington Huskies. I yeah, think yeah, he's a big dude. And then so did really you get to like meet like and then and whoever. I'm actually no, because I I've been a fan of Donald Glover since like their comedy. So when they said okay. he's like the new Lando, I was like, yeah, dude. The second I saw that dude, I'm like, he popped. Like he is oh, yeah. so fucking talented. And then it's oh just yeah, man, insane. I'm so happy. I, I mean, the music. Um, you know, the I know he's good at all of it. He's he's great at all that. But that that show Atlanta, man, is Yo. just. Uh, it's he's, changing the game. He's like, like I'm the, serious. Yeah, he's like Louis C.K., but a musician. So he's actually better than Louis C.K. I don't think people give Donald. And then he was in um that fucking The Martian, like out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> and right. he, great. I, 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 him and Danny Pudi were like my two favorite on that. The, those that those dudes, like, oh my god. Yeah, my... I didn't get to work with them, but they're yeah, they're. I mean, those guys are just killing. And Donald just that dude is on a roll right now. It's it's amazing. And th- but then I also saw you were in an episode of Key and Peele, so you got to do some comedy. Yeah, man, I did two episodes of Key and Peele. Oh shit! Uh, oh, dude, I did. That's... Um, I did. So I guess because I hear you cursing, so I guess we can curse on here. Oh, I did, uh, encouraged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I did. Um, I did Pussy on the Chain Wax. Yeah. The, um, yo, that yo, but the Pussy, you're just making that shit up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I did that one, and that was an introduction to meeting those guys, which was so cool because Jordan and Michael just like, and and um and uh. Jesus, Pete Atencio, who directed that episode, and he also I did I did another one with them. Um, uh, mom, Jesus, mom, mom rap. I forget what it's called, but it's like mom catches you know uh, uh, keys rap video, or she makes a rap video for him and whatever, and it's about him while he's in college and we're in this whole deal. But oh, yeah, man. those guys were so cool, creatively so easy to work with because you get in there and they just let you. They let you just have fun and play, you know what I mean? And you would think you know, you're going here with these two guys who have this amazing show. They know what they're doing. They know funny. But you get there, and they're taking ideas and letting you, like, play and letting you just mess around. And that Pussy on the Chain Wax was, like, pretty much 
we had the idea, we knew what we were going to say, but then we would go and it would just be improving and riffing and just playing off of it. And we had the best time. Tone Bell was in that. And, um, Tone Bell is another amazing comedian who's out there on the, on the town right now and always on the TV show. He's got a new show with Netflix coming out pretty soon too. Yeah, that's insane. And yeah. It, it, it blew my mind to see that you're a community and then Key and Peele, but then I knew you from like Good Girls Revolt as, uh, the, the Black Panther guy. And I'm just like, what? Keith. Keith. Right? I was like, damn. And like, <laughs> did you, I don't see, is it different for actors? Like, are you just in a show and then you don't, I, I can see why you wouldn't want to watch it if you worked in it. But did you happen to watch it? Um, I did watch it because I mean, I, it's tough as an actor, um, because you scrutinize. And a lot of times, you know, I don't, you know, the public isn't aware, but like you shoot these episodes and then you don't see them for months at a time. You know, with, with Good Girls Revolt, um, we shot that in May. I shot that in May, the first week of May, and then it didn't come out until October. So, oh, I mean, as a person, you're always, I mean, you're growing. So, I yeah. mean, even as an actor, as a person, I was different from May, the first week of May this year till October, the end of October. So when I watch, you know, anything I ever do, the time lapse is also like a growth. You see, there's a growth lapse because I'll go back and I'll watch something and be like, oh, I wish I would have been thinking this when I said that. And I wish I would have known this when I said that. And and it's just a, it's a never ending thing that actors are always going to do because you're going to, you know, look at your work and wish you could have done this or wish you could have done that. But at the end of the day. All you can do is put your work out there and be happy that the editor didn't kill you off on the floor and, and actually let you be in the episode. Yeah, but your and scene so, is so good. I mean, this is before I even knew that we were doing this. Like, I just had finished watching that show, and that's one of the scenes that stood out for me the whole series. Like, uh, what a is that show is too good and too important, and that never happens in TV. It's usually like this is an important show. We should save it. But I'm like, yeah, but Good Girls Revolt is like actually good. Yeah, like quality for that stuff. Like they didn't need to bring in the Black Panther storyline, and it would. I think it would have been an insult. But it's television. Of course, they leave out the black story. Everything <laughs> I watch. <laughs> so and the fact that they did that like made me really happy. And then they didn't villainize the Black Panthers, and like I started to sympathize. And like the scene with you and Hunter Parrish, like I had chills. Like so, man, such oh, a good man. fucking scene. Blew my I, mind. I thank you so much. I thank you yeah. so much for that, Chris. But it yeah. was just, it really um. It really was a good time to work on that. Um, I remember I got the audition and I remember getting the audition and thinking like, this is, this is all me. Like, this is like, you really, got a lot of dialogue. You got a lot like, of pages. Oh man, I remember I, I got it and I was thinking about it the whole time I got it. I'm thinking like, this is, this is really me. I can do this. And there's a great chance that I can show some, some, you know, shed a light on something that has been put in the dark for so long you know what i mean yeah. i didn't even really know about the black panthers until i got this audition and then i decided you know i like let me go ahead and start doing some research about the black panthers and i found out about the you know the breakfast for children and yeah you yeah. know the 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 community organizations and just trying to help their community and inform their community about things that were going on and you know fred hampton i didn't know about i didn't really know the whole fred hampton story until i got this audition and shame on me but you only know what you know until you know it. we don't get taught so, that in school you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I've never heard about that in school. It's something uh, I had to go search for. The Black Panthers and, are the reason you have gu a gun control in California. Exactly. Which, not, exactly. not, I, but yeah, was, was it Reagan was terrified that Black Panthers started showing up with open carry and then you bam. Know, it, it, and which is so relevant to the time right now. So that's why when they wove that storyline, I'm like, they're just like, 
just showing how so much has changed and yet so much is still the same. Still the same, exactly. And it was just, um, you know, I got to give a shout out to the the show creator Dana Calvo, um, you know, who is just amazing, and she's on, you know, she's on Twitter. We're friends on Twitter and, and Instagram, and just, you know, stay in touch with everybody. And, and when I did the episode after I was done, and the writer Darlene Hunt, who's also on on I mean on Twitter um, at Darlene Tweets, uh, they were just so like just so amazing to work with you know because you know as an actor when you're not the star you're not rarely you know you're not usually in contact like that for the Mm -hmm. long run with the show creator the writer of your episode you know the director uh scott scott winnett was the director of my episode who you know he's directed uh better call Saul. he's directed uh, you know he's that guy i think he he also did um uh walter white what is that uh bring him back Breaking Bad. I mean, yeah. this guy has done amazing work, and Damn. for him to to come into this show, you know, him, Dana, uh, Darlene, to put this storyline there, which has reached out to so many people. Like, you know, I was a guest star on an episode, and Chris, I get mentioned in tweets with the stars of the show. It's like <laughs> amazing that this dude has become like something special to people that love the show, and it's something that stuck out to them. And you know, I can only think. Dana, Darlene, Scott, and you know Hunter Paris for being so cool and so gracious of an actor yeah. to just loud, just sit there and listen and take in everything I was giving, and also give me you know the the wonderment and and the surprise that he had to hear me say the things that I said, and it just was a really good time on that set and uh, man, it was just it was special. It really I, was I just cool. hope it comes back for another season. Yeah, I've been hitting I'm, that hashtag and signing every petition. I'm like, no, you, I see you. I see you. All, I yes, I'm all about that. Like my wife and I just like flew through that show, and I'm like, oh. And, and one thing I found so fascinating, I don't know how true it is to the book, but when they made um, the ACLU lawyer black, um, I don't know. That's totally like sexism and racism can run parallel so often and often intersect and not and they have that whole storyline with anna camp becoming the one to show it and they talk about like rosa parks and i didn't know any of that stuff so i like, yeah. look it up i was like i just got a history lesson and then like learned how like social justice worked from a fucking yeah. amazon show <laughs> and and was entertained and learned so just kudos to those everyone on that show just blew my mind and yeah man they're all so amazing so who's your favorite amazing. character who's your favorite character on the show I don't. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I think Cindy, right? Th- because I think she, like on paper, like what you want in a character starts one thing, and she had the like. I really loved the woman, uh, the redhead. What's her name? Um, her name Genevieve. Yeah, I thought she, they're all. Everyone is a great actor, but great. they just gave Cindy like she made the most sense to me. Like she was just so like I feel like I know her. Like I know that yeah. person. And to watch like, her transformation into like when she leaves her husband and and her alcoholism throughout the show and oh, she's kind of a little creepy when she's at the ACLU L woman's house and seeing what like real love is. Real and, love is. I mean, oh. it's just you know what I mean like and even the 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 episode you know where where she first sees like her female part that is like you know when she Yo. looks at it in the mirror and and the wonderment that she has like it's just that uh, Aaron Maya Dark is just an amazing actress. Like, I mean, she's my favorite. Me and my girl watch it. We were watching the uh, the season as well together, and yeah. she's our favorite. I mean, you know, everybody's great. Anna Camp is always great. Oh, and Genevieve was just, uh, you know, she's she... amazing for the first time you've ever really seen her do this kind of this 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 longevity of work. Didn't know who she was. Um, and yeah. no, nothing against her. I just, you know, I'm, I don't work in that area. Uh, yeah. But um, 
does she not have the most like perfect look of like a 1960s actress like her right. and uh the and they just like their faces like their body work, work was just perfect but they just had this like look like they yeah. actually she looks like oh, the, her role they way they whatever her hair and makeup like she looks like she's from the 60s yeah they look she, like the other day you know what I mean? yeah <laughs> like, I, I feel like i'm looking at old pictures of like my mom or whatever yeah or like yeah, her friends with the beehives and it blew my fucking mind like yeah, Amazon fucking killing it. And then, yeah. Man. Well, you know, we hopefully I, I'm a I'm a believer in everything happens for a reason. You know, um, maybe this just isn't the platform for that show to be at. And yeah. somebody else will pick it up and do something with it. And maybe you'll take it to a different height, different direction. But I definitely think that that it'll be picked up. There'll be a season two for Good Girls Revolt. I mean, it's just the fan, the, you know, be. the groundswell of fans was just so much like. They, somebody insane. has to bring this show back. No, yeah, it, it, and uh, the, and it's gonna it's a cult classic for sure forever. Like, yeah, it's gonna be like the next Freaks and Geeks or something like that. Like oh. twenty years later, we're all still talking about. Remember that <laughs> one season of just? And I love how the platforms have changed. And it looks like and you were on another Amazon show, Bosch. Yes, yeah. I actually um, haven't seen that one. Is it good? Bosch is great. It it's, really is good. Right, I um, just got Amazon Prime very recently, so I'm gonna start. Oh, okay, it out. yeah, yeah. Bosch is 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 an amazing show. Um. Titus Welliver uh, plays Detective Harry Bosch. Um, it's it's a crime, you know, it's a crime story. Basically, you know, it's like a a sort of procedural, but a slow burning procedural. Like they really take their time. They get all these beautiful shots of L.A. Um, and I can't go too much, you know, into what the storyline is this season. But it's um, you know, I, I play um, Officer Marvin Webster. I play a cop, you know, that uh, that they interact with him and um, uh, Jamie Hector. Who for the wire? You were, oh God! He's you know, um, Marlo Stanfield. Marlo Stanfield. I got oh. on set. I got to like I was working with that guy, dude. <laughs> and um, I had to get I had to get the you know the greetings out of the way and the fandom out of the way and let do you just know, like vote like, like hey by the way you played the most menacing villain of all time and you're my hero because <laughs> yeah. oh. I don't know that that dude he can say so much with his eyes. Like Man. my name is my name like that that <laughs> that dude like right? he was so. Oh, I mean that hands down the wire is the best, possibly the greatest show to ever exist. May always be. Hopefully something comes along, but nothing could yeah, ever top to, that. To show. me, it's to me it's number one. Um, the gold standard. I gotta say, I you know it's tough for me. The Wire and The Sopranos. Yes, are my are tied for number one, and then um, and the number two for me is Seinfeld. Yep. You're so if my I got language. one A, one B is is The Wire and Sopranos. Number two is Seinfeld because, I mean, the brilliance of a show about nothing. I watched it's it like, yeah. You can't. Just amazing. And they only got a – the crazy thing about that show is they only got a four-episode order right. when they began. The four-episode uh, order, the shortest order in history of television. And possibly and the most successful. One of the most successful TV shows ever. And then number three, I don't know if, uh, I think you might be a fan of, of what I'm about to say. Um, number three for me is the first three seasons of the Martin Lawrence show. Um, I do remember it. I was, but I know oh. I, I used to like it, but it's not something I feel like it's not on streaming or anything. So I haven't gotten yeah, to go yeah, back no. and do my rewatch, but that was on Fox all the time. That was like, Dude, he was, what was the girl's Martin name? Lawrence. Like, Martin! Oh yeah, Pam Martin Lawrence. The first three episodes of that show 
he was amazing. Never was got any guy. Emmy, Golden no. Globe nominations or consideration, but he was brilliant, man, for three seasons. And then he just burnt out a little bit, and you know, it happens. But uh, yeah, he was. He was every just show eventually. So, there's more shows that end up not being good that stay good for the whole run. Yeah, they and, had the law of averages, and you, hey. can, you can see it. And if you're working in it, great for you. Get get that dollar. But like, there's a very <laughs> few shows you watch for like. Seinfeld stays good to the end. Even yeah. Sopranos has a dip, and yeah, there's a little dip. I like The Wire season two, not the one I go back, not the one I go back to. The season two, um, the docs, the docs. You know what? I actually felt the same way until I watched it a second time, mm-hmm. and then I loved season two. Maybe you guys see the full picture. There were some, there were some performances in there that were just Frank Sabaka. Yeah, oh man. yeah. That guy, he's one of my favorite actors. Like, just because of that season alone, he was so passionate, so fiery. Like, I go back and watch just for him. And then to see Ziggy, how crazy and, like, of a character uh, Ziggy was. Ziggy. <laughs> but, yeah. but he was so, I mean, the guy that played him, he was so, like, just you felt for that guy. You yeah. felt like, you know, you know that guy. You know the guy that's always disrespected and wants to be bigger than he is and nobody mm-hmm. ever gives it to him and, and you don't know the guy that snaps the way he did, but you could feel him. You could feel a snap was going to come at some point. Um, your favorite scene. I feel like I'm taking over your podcast. No, that's exactly <laughs> how I want it to be. That's exactly like what yeah. I like. I don't like interviews. I like just actually – I want to know yeah. who you are as a person. Your favorite scene of all the seasons in The Wire. Your favorite scene. Oh, God. Can you actually have one? I have two that are – actually, I got three. All right, the one that makes me cry is when they murder uh, Wallace. Okay. That just kills me. One of my favorite, favorite – well, one of them – all right, there's – I'm going to name off a bunch. But the, another one I love is when Kima is with the, her little adopted kid singing goodnight cra- – saying good, singing goodnight moon, like goodnight crackheads. Like that is yeah. just the most heartwarming thing. Yeah. But the number one, uh, Michael K. Williams and fucking uh, – god, shit, who played – what's Bunk's name? I can't remember. Oh, that is uh, oh, famous, yeah. famous, he's a great dude. actor. Gosh, I'm losing it. Um, Wendell Pierce. Wendell Pierce sitting on the on the the park bench, kind of taking it back about how they came from the same place and went into different directions. And the famous yeah. line, "A man's got to have his code," and then then he says it again, like chills, fucking chills yeah. come off of me. What about you? Um, I gotta say, my favorite scene is season i believe it's season five the kids oh Uh, yeah season five where um the what's his name the one the the one who um who's like kind of homeless and his parents are crackheads they always take his stuff and oh dookie um dookie okay yeah 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 what daquan i think his name is daquan his real name is daquan they call him in the show his name is daquan yeah when he's in the class with that girl, he's always getting picked on, you know, mm-hmm. all the time. And then that girl is getting picked on and talked about, and she pulls out the razor blade. Yep. And and takes the girl's face, right? The next scene where that girl, the girl who did the slicing, where she's sitting down and like you can see her fuming because of the built up hate and yep. and and teasing. And then Daquan comes by and doesn't say anything. He sits next to her pulls out a fan and fans are off because he can feel how hot that she is because he's been there like that to me was one of the 
um, most amazing scenes I've ever seen, like in television. They, he didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. He just cooled her off. Um, that one. That's beautiful. Also, I, I mean, I watch these. I go in. I go to YouTube sometimes. I'll yeah, just oh, yeah. play these, <laughs> these scenes. Yeah. Um, there's the scene where Avon is in is in prison, oh, and yeah. Marlo comes to see him. Yes. And um, and he needs to get to the Russians, right? And the last, the last thing he says to him, and he's like, "Man, you know, so, so, so what's up with you? Otherwise, man, how's you know, how's everything?" And he's like, "You know, the game is the game." And he's like, "Always." That is just my so perfect. Favorite, my favorite. Uh, he just, he just gets still, and he um, oh man, he, he gets still, and he just he looks at him. He says, "Always." Is you it know, hard it just meeting is, Jamie Hector and not like bringing that up? Be like, by the way, I YouTube you all the time. I told him. I told him when I met him. I'm like, he must love it, right? Yeah, I told him. I'm like, man, that scene between you and Avon is one of my favorites. With the, you know, the game is the game. Like, you know, it's just, it's just, um, phenomenal TV, man. Oh, one more, one more wire scene I love. This is a really small one. They're playing basketball. Avon's about to put out the hit on Bubbles Boy, and he goes, you know how white folk kill like a deer, and they like. (laughs) He like pushes his jaw forward to like make fun of like rednecks. It's like a very small detail, and it's not a show that's known for comedy, but it's really funny. Man, just the way he says "deer," like white folk kill a deer. Like he just does this accent. God, he's Wood Harris is just. Like, oh, Wood Harris, man! I got remember to work the Titans. With him. No, um, yeah. Well, I did. Um, I did. I was in a couple episodes of Justified. Oh, yes. Okay. He played. Uh, him and his brother played, you know, menacing brothers. I actually, I actually auditioned for the role that Wood Harris they they eventually gave to Wood Harris and his brother because they were going to be two brothers who kind of communicated with each other and didn't really have to exchange too many words, mm. but they were like kind of you know big shots. And um, I went in and read for that role, and then a week later they called and said, "Hey, we just want to give you this one." Um, so they gave me the other role, and I was actually working with those guys, and I got to hang out with Wood. And Steve Harris, Damn. and um, they were just, just so cool, man. Like when you just, lose a, lose out to a job, and then you find out it goes to Wood Harris. You must not even be mad. You're like, I get it. That's how it is, man. <laughs> it's I Wood mean, Harris. Just, Bow down. That's that's how this thing goes. Um, I mean, that's a perfect segue. Um, this is us. I, I <laughs> yeah, that, that little tiny show on uh, right <laughs> now. That, that little show that everyone in America is crying over. That's it. Such a great show. Yeah, I saw, I saw you were on that. I was like, I told my wife. She's like, oh, my God. She knew exactly <laughs> who you were and everything. She was all into it. Oh, man. Dan Fogelman is doing such – I mean, he, he just all he does is put out hits, man. Hits, hits, hits. And good but hits because there's a difference TV, of like putting out a bad hit and then like a hit that's actually quality. Like right. I, I have watched a bunch of This Is Us and I don't follow it only because I wait for the whole season to then I'll binge through it. But like, yeah, it. I'm like I love when something is popular that is actually quality because so often it's not. Yeah, um, no. So that's that show, man. Oh, I'm so glad I you're actually, talking about it. I read for Sterling's role mm-hmm. for um to be Randall. And oh yes, yes. I remember I went in, I did the tape, um, and you know I did my thing. And this was this was probably seven months ago, eight months ago that you know that, that it was a pilot season of of last last year of or earlier this earlier this year, 2016. And so I went in and did my thing, did it, you know, put the tape in, put, I mean, put it out there. D- didn't get it, of course. I see that that Sterling Brown gets it. And then when I'm watching the show, you're like, oh yeah, it, it, there's nobody else this could have been. This guy had yeah. to be this 
this role. It's perfectly him. He's killing it. He's, I mean, coming off of People versus OJ, and then to come to this, like... <laughs> he's made some really good mean, moves, huh? He's just, I mean, it's his time, man. It's his time, and he's just killing the game right now. It's 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 so great. And so how did you end up getting on it? Is it just because you're just like a nice, a talented dude, keep good relationships, and then something Well, I like to you? think so, Chris. I mean, you know, yeah. I, try to be, I try to be a nice guy and, you know, and stay, yeah. stay, stay, stay in relationships. Relationships are, are, to me, in this everything. town is everything, man. I mean, you know, you can be talented, but if you're talented and people don't like you, you got to be ultra, ultra talented. You, you got to be Daniel like, Day-Lewis. Keep working, and you got to make people a lot of money to work when mm-hmm. people don't like you. Yeah. Um, so I try to just be likable, man. Not I don't try to be likable. I'm just – this is me. You know what I mean? I'm talking to you right here. We can go to a coffee shop. We have the same conversation. Yeah, and that's exactly what I like. And you're a comedian, and, so I feel like you know how to – you can read people, and you're just the extrovert in you. Like c- Comedians, like good comedians are just fucking cool people. <laughs> the best people I, talk to. I, I try. I try. Yeah. But you know, that no was filter. it, man. I just try to, I try to be cool. And you know, I, I, I talk to everybody when I'm on the set and you know, when I, I go into these auditions and after I leave a room and you know, if they bring me, you know, if I get pretty far in a room or not even if I just get far, I try to remember everybody's name that I talked to when I was there. So when I see him again, I could say hi and you know, and, and make sure that they know that I remember and that they're important. And I send Christmas cards and, oh, you know, damn. I don't send money in the Christmas cards, but I send Christmas cards. You yeah, know what I mean? Just say, hey, and I yeah. appreciate everything you've done. And I appreciate the year that, you know, the opportunities you gave me because they don't have to do it, you know? And, um, I'm fortunate to be here and have the, the agents behind me, you know, my manager behind me and the people, you know, who support me and help me get to where I'm at. And I'm just keep, I'm trying to just keep climbing, man. So, you know, as long as you keep trying to climb, yeah. You gotta just make sure you don't step on anybody and just, you know, be cool and, uh, hopefully, you know, it, it, it works out for you then. How's, we'll uh, how's working on This Is Us? That must be a pretty great experience. Uh, it was, it was really cool because I got there and I got to meet Chrissy Metz, who is so cool, so funny. Like she can sing her ass off, oh, like damn. for real. Yeah. Yeah. She's super talented, really cool. Um, and then, um, you know, I, I met, uh, uh, Chris. Who Chris Sullivan, who played, um, you know, I played his, I played his best friend. Mm-hmm. Got to meet him. He was super cool. He just came off of Stranger Things, so I got to talk to him about Stranger <laughs> Damn, Things. Damn right. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, it was just a really cool, really cool atmosphere. Um, uh, man, the director is escaping my name. I'm, I'm gonna, uh, Jesus. Um, you got, are you on a computer? You got to look it up for me. The director of, um, yeah, I got you. Uh, my, the director of my episode, he created. Uh, he created Soul Food, um, you know, the movie and the TV series. So... Um, he's, you know, he, the, the barbecue, uh, George Tillman Jr. All right, there it yeah. is. <laughs> George Tillman Jr., um, who is just, um, amazing in, in this town and to be an African American man who worked his way up from producing and directing his own, you know, projects and putting his own money out there to get it done to the levels that he's gotten to is just, it was so great to work with that guy. I was so excited when I booked it and I got to go there and meet him and say hello to him and just hang out. It's just, just amazing. And isn't the, uh, the, the father who's like homeless, is that the same guy from Luke Cage? I think Ron it is. Yeah. 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 Uh, Luke Cage. He's also, he's also was in, um, um, uh, Mr. Robot. Oh, that's one of my favorites too. Yeah, he was in like the he was in the first he was in both seasons of Mr. Robot. Uh, well, I'm not gonna spoil it. You just gotta watch it. Oh, I've seen all of it. I know exactly yeah. who he is. I thought that was yeah. the same. They changed his hair. Uh, yeah, they got some good casting going on there. Mr. Oh, Robot yeah, too. Mr. That's Robot. another one. That show blew my mind. Amazing. That's amazing. awesome, man. 
um, dude, thank you uh, so much for doing this. Is there anything we missed that we got to cover? Um, no, nah, man. I you got to go to IMDb. Yeah. People check it out. And yeah, go to the IMDb. Go to my Twitter at Reggie Watkins Jr. You know, um, check that out, and you know, come by and say hi. I'm not, I'm not one of these people that just posts all day and doesn't talk. I talk back. You know, I, mm-hmm. I like to interact with everybody. Everybody, somebody. Let's have an opinion. Let's talk about it, and uh, let's move forward in this country, and uh, let's get yeah. let's get better. Are you still doing stand up? Uh, no, man. You know what? I I really haven't been out there getting on stages um, anymore. I still, you know, you can if you you follow my Twitter. I throw out some little funny quips every now and yeah, then yeah. to see how they take, you know. And that's my idea of doing stand up still. And I'll do them, and then I'll give those bits to my stand up buddies. You know what I mean? Like nice. I'm not gonna go out there on stage and use them, but you know maybe they can work something out from it. But um, I still love the community. I go out there. I go to the improv. I go to the comedy store and hang out with uh, my friends and, you know, just listen and get a laugh every now and then. And it keeps me keeps me a little keeps a little bit in the funny note, yeah, you know, that's awesome. in the funny world. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. And I'm going to actually post this the first Monday God, of next year. That's oh, a, wow. Whatever. What is that? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's the 31st. But yeah, so there's I can look at the date right now. Yeah. January 2nd. This will post. Okay, cool. That's my sister's birthday. So oh, on my happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> is coming out. Happy birthday, Nia. Awesome, man. Uh, well, definitely, man. I appreciate you, Chris. God bless. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy oh, yeah, you too. That... Annika. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever you do. <laughs> Festivus. <laughs> Today's Festivus, actually. <laughs> Festivus for the rest of <laughs> it. Best. Yeah, thanks so much, man. And I wish you the best of luck with everything. I'm going to keep my eyes open when I see you in cool shit. I appreciate it, brother. Have, have, a, great, a, have a great day. You too. All right.